Happy New Year's, everybody. Welcome back to Carve the Stone Podcast, where our positive news articles come to life. I'm your host, Naisha Stone, and I'm also the founder of Carve the Stone, your weekly source of positive news. So on today's episode, we got our very first celebrity on the show who just so happens to be from Milwaukee, which is where I'm from and where Carbon Stone started. So he came into the industry as a child. He only 20 days older than me. So it's been a pleasure to watch him growing his career. Um, he came into the industry for his musical talents, but now it's expanded to acting and so much more. So with that being said, welcome our next guest, Jacob Lattimore. Hey, what's happening? What up? Uh, yeah, love to see the Milwaukee come out. So yeah, um, thank you so much um for being on here. Like I said, I've been wanting you on the platform for a while, so it's a pleasure um to have you. So I really appreciate you for making time. All love, all love. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's dope. Yeah. So um, let's get right into it. So like I stated a few seconds ago, you came into the industry, you know, when you were younger. So how have you been able to like navigate and stay grounded as you elevate in your career? And what I mean by that, so I ain't a celebrity, not yet. But um, what I've noticed is sometimes when you get into the industry early, um, it can kind of, you can kind of go through some things. So how have you been able to just stay grounded and elevate in your career in the ways that you want to? Um, I just think for me, I've always been taught to um, keep a small circle, stay isolated, uh, you know, um, really just keep, keep the ones that you that that love you close I think that's the easiest way to kind of navigate and elevate because sometimes people can elevate and not be at peace with their circle you know what I'm saying so I think for me it's always just reassessing who's around me um uh, what's being told to me what's in my ear you know what I mean and I think that's a that's probably the, I would say in any industry to have that discernment of just like mm, I don't really don't want to kick it around these people because you start to see if I kick around these types of individuals, this is what I'll be doing. You know what I mean? And um, I, I, as a as a child, I've always kind of had that mentality. I don't know where it came from. Even when I was young, like even with some of my peers, even some of my homies be like, yo, you don't want to go outside and go to the mall? I'm like, nah, like I want to stay in here, look at some performance videos, look at some film. Like it was, I was, I was kind of locked in at a young age, which is just that focus and, um, to try to maintain that focus as I as I get older. So it's just um it's just always been in me to just be keep the keep those boundaries of just like, nah, I don't want to I don't want that to get in my mind or that to get in my spirit because it's gonna ruin this. And you know, a lot of people just feel like they can just do anything and then I'm cool, but not realizing that the things that you surround yourself around are, are like are really um they can't take a hold on you. You know what I mean? They can take a hold on your lifestyle, your routine. And then you'd be like, man, I, I ain't worked out. I ain't rehearsed. I ain't looked at no scripts. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's, um, it's just about knowing what you want and really being stubborn and, and on it. Like I, I want this and I, I want to keep a sane mind as I do this. As I grow and you really you really start to see a different perspective in your circle, I think. No, I feel that because I've been running Carbon Stone for almost six years. And honestly, I just spent all my time doing this because I know where I want to be. And sometimes you can get caught up with like friends. Like I want to go out and all this. But I'm like, I got this interview. I got this article. I can't really do that. I got to, you know, budget. I can't, you know, I can't make them moves right now. Uh, we don't make the people around you bad people. It's just like, hey, 
you know, they got to respect where you want to go and respect that, hey, what you what you do or what you want to do requires a level of isolation and focus that a lot of people don't understand. Some people may get offended by it. And you just got to be like, well, this is this is what I got to do for for my family and myself and to change my generational curses. And, you know, just you really start to evaluate, you know, yourself and your surroundings. So it's it's a it's a beautiful process, I think. No, it's, it's nice to hear that because that's definitely like what I'm going through. So, you know, I'm immediately had to bring up Milwaukee because, you know, we, we both from Milwaukee. So um, what is it like middle school or elementary that you've been doing this? Um, so. I was watching you, you know, like we always like, y'all seen Jacob, like, dude, he from Milwaukee. So like, yeah. what was that like for you to be like, kind of like, you weren't one of the first, but like, you know, you really are reaching stardom. So what does that feel like to, to make it from Milwaukee? You you know what the city like, and you know, sometimes they say we like resources and stuff, but like you made it out. And so like, how, how does that feel for you? Um, it, it feels good. It feels good. I think um, I try to, constantly just get that inspiration and, and, and uh, remind people that I am from the city because I, I think that uh, there is a disconnect. Like a lot of people don't know. I'm from, I feel like maybe people are maybe just coming around to it, but I've always mentioned it in my interviews. I just don't rock jerseys and hats and, you know what I'm saying? I don't even watch, I, I really didn't start watching the books <laughs> until, until. You, you ain't the only one. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I really don't even keep up with sports like that, but um, um, uh, it, it's definitely had a, a huge, a huge role in grooming me and 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 my mental of just like um, having that reality check of just like okay this I wasn't I wasn't you know I wasn't fed no you know no silver spoon you know what I mean I was I I really had to lock in and focus and my mom made a lot of sacrifices my dad made a lot of sacrifices just to make sure I lived a a certain lifestyle in chaos, you know what I'm saying? So it was, um, it was, it was dope. And it's, it's, and I say for me, my resource at a, at a young age was YouTube. Like I was on YouTube, like crazy, you know what I mean? And I think my pops, we would go, we would go print out flyers. I would be passing my flyers out at, at recess. I was like, <laughs> I was the girls at recess. The Mario song was out during that time. It's like, uh, let me love you. I think it was. Oh my God. <laughs> so I went to Townsend Elementary on um, Fond du Lac, 42nd and Fond du Lac. I went there from first grade to actually kindergarten, kindergarten to fourth grade. And then in the middle of fourth grade, I went to Elm Creative Art School um, and then fifth grade. And then I was actually going to go to Roosevelt. But me and my mom, my mom was like, we're going to Atlanta. And I was like, here we are, we is. You know what I'm saying? So, and um, that's when I became homeschooled. And then my 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 career just really took, I was already doing what I was supposed to do in Milwaukee, in the studio all the time, rehearsing, singing, hosting videos or whatever. But um, when I went to Atlanta, it really started to feel like work because I was in a whole new environment. I was homeschooled. I was on the road. I was hitting FYE stores. I was hitting schools here, colleges, like wherever I could perform, we was making it happen. And um, and then I was also introduced to to film a little more too because I, I met a film agent out here, Joy Purvis, my my very first agent. Um, I love her to death, and I, I always think about her. So it just kind of everything. Every I was just in the line with what I wanted, and then when you in line with what you want, like doors will open. I I, I truly believe that. Oh, look, I'm right here right now. So I move, you know what I mean? So I definitely believe that. So like, 
what do you like what advice would you give to like not even just from Milwaukee but like just young black people on just chasing their dreams because you know right now it's like the time to be an entrepreneur it's the time to be a creative so mm -hmm. like what do you have any like you know any advice to get people you know to that next level whatever that may be yeah I would just say um tap into what you, what you're really good at because sometimes I think a lot of we, we get inspired by what we see, which is dope. And I think that we should always be inspired by what we see. And I'm not trying to discourage anybody from wanting to be a rapper or a singer, but there are other things out there to do. You know what I'm saying? Like there's you could be a, a real estate. You could be a real estate um, investor. You could be you could be um, you could have your own foundation and get back to the community like that. There's other ways to serve people without wanting to be the most popular guy in the room. You know what I mean? And I think that's um I think that's where our culture gets gets absorbed by. We like, oh, I wanna, I wanna wear that chain. I wanna wear that, you know, I wanna have a house like that. I wanna blah, blah, blah. Or I wanna wear clothes like this. And, you know, I feel like we miss our calling because we so we looked at we looking at somebody else's life. You know what I mean? And not really understanding like, oh, this is what I'm good at. And this is how I can serve and help this person. You know what I'm saying? And I think um I would that's that's the real goal. And and I will also say, you know, um, it's a quote Will Smith said, um, uh, what do you say? Uh, it's not your fault, but it's it's your responsibility. So it's not your fault that like maybe your parents didn't have all the knowledge to have you in a position that you're you know, you're in. But it's for sure your responsibility to take your traumas, your, your the work and and apply it and, and fuel it. Like if you got to get online, I always say you don't always have to know your mentors. Your mentors may not even be around you. You can get on YouTube, look at some motivational speakers that uplift your spirit. Or if you want to get into some sort of industry, there's YouTube video. I mean, YouTube is <laughs> so I still I still all I watch is, you know, a TD Jakes, Mike Todd, real estate stuff. Like I'm locked in. Like I'm I'm locked in. I I, I barely watch TV shows. I barely watch the show these days. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm tapping into a whole new realm of like what I want to what I, what I want next for myself. And I think, um, that's, that's what I would encourage my, my peers to do, um, in the, in the midst of so many distractions, it's a lot of distractions. We probably got the most distractions of any generation. So, um, you know, that comparison is the comparison spirit is heavy in the game right now, where it's, it's, it's making a lot of people miss on what they're good at. You know what I mean? And it could be something so simple, you know what I mean? And they're overthinking Oh, no, that's that's facts though, because I, I social media definitely definitely plays a big role in that. Because you could just post whatever you want, and like mm -hmm. somebody on the beach, they like, dang, I be working at nine to five, but I ain't on that beach. And mm -hmm. we just gotta, you know, get our mentals together and really focus on what our why and our passion is. So, thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that. No, so I sure. wanna, I, go ahead. I'm guilty of it too. You feel me? I gotta log log out. It is time to get off the devices and just lock in. So. Yeah, yeah that's, that's something I'm for sure working on. Okay, so let's get into the music. So you got you got your song Selfish out and I watched the video. I love it. So um, how do you go about making a song? I know I know that's like a real wide question, but like as you've been like growing in your career, do you think you've been changing like as an artist and like now, like how have you in the past, how have you created a song compared to like now? Um, You know what? It's, it's, I, 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 and I think it might be misconstrued too. I don't write everything, you know what I mean. So like, I um, I'm definitely in the studio trying to. That's my dog going crazy up there. I'm surprised my cat not at the door. So, <laughs> so um, I try to I try to get around songwriters that's that's known me for a long time, and um, can kind of just 
see what I'm going through without even us even really explaining it. You know what I'm saying? At this point of just like, yeah, bro, let's let's talk about this. You know what I mean? And they'll cultivate or find records that maybe already in the in the in the fold and like, hey, check this out. And um, I think for me, I just want to be authentic to where I'm at in my personal life because as an actor, I don't get that chance. You know what I'm saying? As an actor, I gotta be somebody else. I gotta be playing somebody else's life, roles, traumas, thoughts, you know what I mean? So um you kind of you kind of have to put yourself aside. So I think Selfish was like one of the one of the first songs I had recorded in like a year. I hadn't recorded in about a whole year, um, this past year. And I was just like, this just feel like it just feel like exactly where I'm at. The tone of my voice is like perfect for this song at this moment. Like, and then I wanted the video to be colorful, but warm and just, and, and melanin popping, just like, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the Afrobeat community is just, I've been inspired by that as well. I'm not trying to be an Afrobeat artist now, but it's just like, Hey, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a music, I make music, you know what I mean? And I want to, I want to make all types of music. So I think it was a perfect time for it. And, um, um, yeah, so I would say right now, I think when I was younger, I sung songs just to sing them. And they, you know, like, hey, Lil' Jake, sing this. Sing this, Lil' Jake. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. And then, because, you know, I get old. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to talk about that right now. You know what I'm saying? I want to talk about something, like, that's a little more um, closer to my heart. You know what I mean? So that way, when I sing the song, when I perform the song, it's like, I feel it. So it's really about where I'm at today. No, I love that. So I don't know if you've seen this stuff, but you've been doing so well with acting that some people don't even know that you've seen. Yeah, I think that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> it's nuts. It's nuts. But it's a beautiful thing as well. Like, I think um, it's my it just shows my 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 brand is growing and my my fans are expanding, whether it's on the film side or music side and um, and just constantly, constantly introducing to people who don't know I do music or don't know I do acting is like that I'm not trying to be in a box you know what I mean and um you know whether you like the music more or do you like the film more that's cool but just know <laughs> I'm not in no box you know what I'm saying <laughs> you better tell them I love that so okay so you started off with music and I know you said your first agent kind of got you into film so like how you make that transition and you do it very well. Like you've been in musicals, you on the shy, you got house party coming up. Like how you how do you be an actor? Like how how do you prepare for that? <laughs> and I'm not I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say that everybody can act. You know what I'm saying? Like I've definitely gotten better. You know what I mean? Like I looked up from my first role to where I'm at now on the shy. Like I've seen growth in every project I've been in. Um um, but it was this first, it was this, my first TV show appearance as an actor was on a show called One Tree Hill. Um, I think it's, you could probably still find it on YouTube. It's a, it's a clip on lingering around somewhere, but, um, I was just kind of saying the lines. I feel like I don't really know where it came from. I always love great TV coming up. Like I watched the Cosby show. I watched That's So Raven. I watched Home Alone. Like I watched great like cinematography as a kid so i don't know if it just absorbed in me like oh that's what make that that that, that's what makes a movie dope and that's what makes a movie not so dope you know what i'm saying so um it really just being around certain actors and being around producers who kind of gave me the fuel to be like hey 
you dope. Like, don't don't waste that. And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Because the first script I got was in Milwaukee. Uh, Lion. It was the Lions King uh, play. Uh, they were they was auditioning for Simba in the city. And I was like, nah. Like, I remember sitting on the porch with my cousin Deontay, my pops, and um, he was on Forty First, Forty First and Fonda. Like, I remember, I remember this uh-huh. clear as day. And uh, I was like, no, I don't want to do, I don't want to do, um, I don't want to do uh, acting. I just want to do music, and you know what I'm saying. Then after that, I will do acting. You know, maybe. But as soon as I got to Atlanta, my mom was like, look, you you gotta open your mind up. You know what I mean? You want to make a lot of money. You want to be an entrepreneur, you want to do different things. And then it was like, man, you know, so it's just, and I think I saw other people doing it too. I'm like, that's dope. And then I was already kind of acting in the music videos a little bit. So I'm like, all right. And it was actually, to me, it felt easier. It was a much more calmer process. Like on set, I don't need a bunch of people with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just very me, the director, the cast, production, leave it's like it's very much so like a nine to five it's it's hella chill like ain't no it's nothing chaotic about it like you don't really get you don't get chaotic till premiere day and and you know press day all that like but you know we filmed the shot eight months in the cold at the studio like every day like it ain't it ain't really it ain't like it ain't it's, it ain't fun like people i think people be like oh yeah like oh man i want to be on that but they don't really know like we here nine hours a day running lines like all day you know so um it's a it's a it's a it's a lifestyle difference i see from from music and and film where music is like you know out all night partying studio club stage party here party more get inspiration record you know but Film is like, all right, work out in the morning, get on set on time. Ain't no, you can't be late on set like you late to the music video. Like, ain't none of that. You know what I'm saying? Warner Brothers, <laughs> whoever's new line, they're giving you a call. Like, so you got about, you got one more time to be this late. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, it's, it definitely kept my lifestyle discipline, I would say. So, yeah, I, I ranted, my bad. I went on. Here to listen, I just asked the great questions, and you posted just you know go like you've been doing. <laughs> um, so celebrities, I have interviewed a few celebrities, I've met a few celebrities, but you're kind of you know you in that world now. So do you remember the first celebrity you met, or the first celebrity that kind of gave you like you were starstruck, or has that ever happened to you before? First celebrity I ever met, um, I think I want to say it was, I think I, <laughs> I think I met John Cena. John Cena. Uh, I want to say John Cena. It was one of my fa- it was one of my favorite wrestlers. Might have been Chris Jericho because my my grandmother she used to work at a radio station called WNOV in Milwaukee. I used to I used to be the editor for the Milwaukee Courier, so oh. they that's their newspaper. That's who, what that's cracking. So it might have I might have I I probably don't even remember the first celebrity I met. They said I met Joe Levert when I was a kid. Mm. I, I remember I remember him meeting him. But Destiny's Child came um to the to the station. So celebrities used to be in and out the station all the time. So I think the first celebrity I remember was one of my favorite WWE uh wrestlers. I think it was John Cena or Chris Jericho. And then 
from then on, uh, on the music side, I would say it might have been Kells. It might have been R. Kelly. And uh, um, it might have been Kells and um, Bow Wow. Bow Wow was one of the first ones I met, too. And me and him, me and him still cool to this day. Um, Still learning the celebrity world, but how do you... um? Is it easy to build relationships like like now that you're like at that level? I, I hear that like it kind of gets like lonelier as you get to the top. Is that really true? Like, can you speak on that? Yeah, I would say it. I would definitely say it is because I mean, a lot of people that you may look up to, um, they may not be like your friend. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's okay. And I think you you start to realize like, um just because these celebrities are celebrities and they're in the same city doesn't mean that they're friends. You know what I mean? They're, they're cool. It's, 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 it's cordial, but it doesn't always mean that they, they best friends. You know what I mean? And you really start to, and friend is such a hard word to earn because you don't really know who your friend until you go through some stuff. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's, I think for me, I, I've, 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 I did a list actually, I want to say last year, and I was like, all right, who are my real friends and who are my associates? Because I think when you when you navigate life, you you won't be so disappointed by other people's decisions or what somebody may have said about you, who you thought was your friend, but you they really need to be in the associate list. You know what I'm saying? They really need mm-hmm. to be in the, in the industry friends type of list and versus like who my who my dog. Like who can I call right now and then make anything happen for me? You know what I'm saying? So I think that's um that's important to sort of uh, organize in your mind or on paper. Uh, so um I think that's been the way I sort of navigate. I mean, like, and not to say industry, I don't have industry friends who are my boys, like Trevor Jackson, my guy. Like I call him every other day. We we actually probably Instagram DM probably every day. So um you know, it's it's definitely people out there that I just like bow, like bow somebody I can call and be like, he like, bro, I got you. You know what I mean? He'll make it happen. So it's just, it's uh, those are you know, you you'll find you'll find who you're supposed to be with, and you'll find your circle, and you don't have to force none when you when you in the line and you doing your you doing your thing, and the right people will come around. You real humble, like um, for you to even do this interview and just like how you speaking, like you're very humble. So like, how do you keep that? How you keep your head on straight? I feel like it's just not really falling into like the, I just kind of stay focused on what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Focus on the the task at hand and, and uh, constantly staying connected with people who, who love me for me. And um, I think that's, um, that's just kind of a testament how, how, how I treat myself. And then I don't really, I don't, Feel, it's, it's, it's an interesting point. I'm in my career right now. I don't, I'm not too hungry or desperate for anything. I just want to do my thing and shine in whatever way that is, like, and just do it. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to impress nobody. I think that's like, that's, I think that's the goal at hand right now. It's just like, because when I was young, I was like, oh, I want to be popping. I want to be, I want to be number one. I want to be, you know, Chris Brown, be Usher. But now I'm like, there's already Chris Brown shit. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> like, like this is 
I act, I sing, you know, boom. Like if you ca- if you like the music, you like it. If you don't, cool. Like catch this movie. You know what I'm saying? Catch this show. Like it's just, I'm, I'm, um, it's it's freeing. It's really freeing right now. And that's a that's a real good feeling because um, you know, the music industry itself, it, it, it can be um it can be depressing. You know what I mean? You could be like, when it's your when it's your end all be all, you like, oh man, I gotta. I gotta put out this album. I gotta put out this music, Rose. You know what I mean? And but once it hit, it hits. It hits. And you're constantly on the road doing shows and club appearances and you're making money off your music. It's a beautiful thing. Um, so I just for me, I just try to keep the circle tight, um, constantly in prayer mode all the time. And, you know, just just stand me. Just re- remember how I got here. I hope y'all listening, y'all. Jacob Lattimore, Carver's on podcast. Um, so house party, January 13th, coming out, cracking. You know, we, I miss the house parties. They used to be cracking. I used to throw them. I used to make a lot of money throwing house parties <laughs> in my granny basement. She used to work at night, third shift. That's fine. It used to be so much fun. I made like $400 one night and I was like 16. I'm like uh, 17. I'm like, you can't tell me nothing. Like I'm rich. Saturday is going up. <laughs> but um, so house party, how does it feel or how did you prepare yourself for being a part of such like a legendary, you know, name of a movie? Like, um, yeah. were you at all nervous at all? Like, what was, what was that experience like for you? I think at first I definitely was. Like, I, I um see, see how I went was, and this can happen a lot in the industry. So I was a I was originally not casted for the film. Uh, another actor was casted, and I get a call on a Saturday night from my agent. And my agent never calls me on a Saturday, like rarely. If I had like seven or maybe seven or eight missed calls, and I'm like, I, I, I'm like somebody pass, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I um uh, I pick him up. I pick it up like, yo, damn, are you doing good? He's like, hey man, um, they're auditioning, they're re-auditioning for House Party. It's like you and a couple other guys, they want to get on Zoom like today and they're going to make a decision in an hour. And uh, it went my way. And um, that by that Monday morning, I was on a plane. I was on a plane to California and I had just finished, I want to say season season four of The Shy. So I'm back home kind of resting, like finally enjoying being back home um, and just like whew, four months in Chicago. It was cold. Now, now I'm in hot Atlanta. So um, I get that call. I'm, I'm on the way. And it's just like, I just lock in ASAP. I, I see this. I read the script. I love the script because it just didn't feel like we were trying to remake anything, which felt like it was like, thank you. Wasn't no high tops involved. It wasn't no finger involved. I'm like, yeah, like this is where we supposed to be at. You know, the fashion was dope. Calmatic, the uh the director Chuck is amazing. And then half of the cast, I already know. I can pick up the phone and call them. So Tosin, we had met in Chicago uh probably a couple months prior to uh, us filming House Party and DC Young Fly, Ro Timmy, where I did my first film with Ro Timmy, Black Nativity, um uh, uh, Ma- uh Allen uh uh well, I, I, I want to say his last name wrong. Allen. Um I know him, like it's just I'm like, okay, but chemistry is five already. So we cool on that. We got the chemistry. I know these lines. The outfits is fire. The cinematography is dope. And I think day by day, I think after the first day of filming, I, I felt I felt really confident about the movie. I felt real confident. It was like, 
oh yeah, they they ain't ready for this. You know what I mean? And then each day just got better. We always looked at playback because we knew how serious, you know, the brand is. And um we were just like, nah, let's do it again. Let's do it again. And we 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 feel like we never we never left set without getting it right. And that was a satisfying feeling. I love it. So um just got a few more questions. Uh, earlier you talked about, you know, making sure you talked about like giving back, um, you know, sometimes it's not always about like the money, but just like finding your passion and stuff. So mm. are you recently this year? Oh, well, last year you worked with American Family Insurance. Mm. Um, you did they dream, uh, they steam and dreams. So I worked with them when they came to Atlanta and I think well, was you was in Chicago or Milwaukee uh, when you did it. I think I want to say Milwaukee. I don't know. No, don't call me on that. <laughs> yeah, but, but whatever. My point is, um, how how much of your platform or your brand is, uh, you know, giving back to the community, and how do you do that if you do? No, you know, when I was actually talking about this with a buddy of mine today, like I always feel like, uh, I, I I try to do things. I try to team up with organizations to sort of. But I think now I'm narrowing focusing on what my foundation is and what I want to represent and what I have a passion about. And it really sparked me this year once they once they gave me the proclamation this year in Milwaukee. I was like, whoa, I think it, it, it didn't really it didn't really hit me until I'm like, oh, man, this is this is important. This is really important. And I think um, sometimes I'm, I'm so tucked away, like filming, I'll be forgetting the impact I have on my peers and my and my generation. So I think um, next year I'm really, or just right now, um, I, I, I was writing down notes, sending it to my mom today, just about like, what do I want to do to help, like truly help out and, and inspire on a, on a, on a nonprofit like level. And um, so it's uh, for right now, it's just really just about inspiring and, 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 and triggering the mental, shut up, my dog, uh, <laughs> uh, triggering, uh, <laughs> triggering, see, Listen, I'm that, it ain't my cat because he would be scratching at the door and that'd be so annoying. I'd be like, stop. <laughs> but um, just triggering the mentals of, of my peers of just like unlocking their brains to just open up and, and be more. But uh, I think my foundation this time around kind of really will revolve around that and just knowledge of just financial literacy. Like I want to tap into self-love. I want to tap into all that, you know what I'm saying? Anything to make you better. So if you can be better, everybody around you can be better. You know what I mean? I think that's that's uh that's what I've always preached, but now I'm about to really put it on paper and and really like really go up for it next year. So it's gonna be dope. Cool. Ever need help, I got you. You know, we be we be uh, with Carbon Stone, if y'all listening, we looking for some sponsors. Uh we got our annual scholarship. We be uh awarding money to creative. So, you know, we you know, we currently we in Georgia right now. So a lot of people do move out of Wisconsin. So since 2019, we've been like giving money to creatives to just, you know, support whatever they're doing. And so um, if you ever need help, you know, thinking of some ideas, I'm definitely here. Um, but how I end all my interviews is when people watch this or listen to this interview, what do you want them to get from this? Um, I just, I think for me, I want, I want my people to be inspired. I want them to um, sort of look at themselves, look at their surroundings and see how they can make a difference on where they at. You know what I mean? I know we kind of got goals of where we want to be, but you can only, you can only get where you want to be by analyzing where, where you at. So I think, um, you know, using what using the platforms you got right now. If you feel like 
You know, nobody listens to my music or nobody listens to my, like, get on that TikTok, get on that YouTube every day, post four or five videos a day, you know, um, write, write it down. You know what I mean? Write what you want down. Cause we want to do so many different things. I think um, once we narrow in and focus on what we want to do in 2023 and how we want to, how we want to approach our lives from this, this day forward, um, you know, just having clear vision on, on what that is. And it can be anything. It don't have to be what your favorite rapper do, please. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you may have a different talent. You know what I'm saying? So. No, yeah. I, I love it. So thank you so much, Jacob Lattimore. This is the Carbon Stone Podcast. My name is Naisha Stone. And our guest was Jacob Lattimore. Make sure to visit us or come listen to us every Tuesday as mm -hmm. I interview different people in life about positive things. And always remember, in the end, everything will be carving in stone. Carve it out. In the end, everything will be carved in stone.